Boom, we are back with the 106th edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm very excited for this one. Um, I have Rico Farrington, who just had a big win this past weekend in Florida. Um, he trains at MMA Masters in Florida, and that's where he's fought for the majority of his career. I think he's had one fight outside of that, and that was in Vegas uh, for the Dana White Contender Series. Uh, he's from the Bahamas, so I'm really, really excited for this one. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring him in. Hey, man, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. So first things first, man, how are you doing out there with the uh, the pandemic? And, and it just seems like the, the entire United States is in chaos right now. So how are you, how are you holding up? I'm holding up pretty good. Um, me and my fiance and my little two kids, like we're just huddled up inside the house. But for the most part, uh, just started back working slowly. So it's going good so far. How is the... Um... How's the pandemic and everything going on down there in Florida? How's the lockup and, and how has it affected you and your training going into this fight? Um, before, like when it actually started, it was a little bit rough. Um, like as of now, everything is like kind of open up now. Like restaurants are open close to like 75 to 100% capacity. And we're allowed to go to mostly a lot of stuff, but still got to wear your mask. Still got to be careful. So everything is open up for the most part. Um, training wise, uh, it was actually a little bit better because usually like when we train like in the morning, cause morning is pro classes. Sometimes there's a lot of newcomers that wants to test the class or try it out. So the mats be packed. So like, we don't have a lot of space to train and we don't have a lot of like quality time with the coaches. So like, since the pandemic happened, like everything was closed down with only like a select few that had to train. So. It was more time to train. You could train hard as you can and stay as long as you want and then go back home. Yeah, it's probably good. Uh, Florida is one of the, I guess, the the more slack states in terms of training. So it was probably good. You were probably able to get a full training camp. I'm up in Canada, and uh, oh. they say we're in the safest place in, Nova, in, um, in the world. But at the same time, the second there's a case – the gym shut down. Everything's so, closed. Yeah. So, so there's pros and cons, but it's, it's it's good to see that you got back in there. You got a big win. Um, so how did it feel to get your hand raised? I mean, it's been a long time that you've uh, since you got your hand raised uh, with that with the pandemic, and then you had the draw on the boxing fight. So it's mm -hmm. it's probably felt good to get your hand raised. Yeah, it's been a long time. Like you know, when you're so used to like how I had like the six fight win streak, you're just used to just like you know it's going to happen. And since the contender series. Um, I mean, no excuses. I had like a little injury and it wasn't like the injury part that affected me. It was more mental. Mm -hmm. And that's like my biggest thing that I had to like overcome and like had to work back on because my, like, uh, I overthink a lot about certain things. So I had to work really hard, like on mental stuff. And before I had like an MMA fight, I just wanted to see how my hands was in boxing. It was a short notice fight, so my coach just asked me about it. And he's like, before you got into MMA, you want to do a little boxing fight before we find you a fight. And I was like, hell yeah, I don't care. So I did the boxing, and me thinking boxing, I'm going to start off like with a nice debuter of boxing as well, too. Came up with a guy who's 4 and with four knockouts. So it was a challenge as well, too. But boxing is just a – it's a – it's it's the same, but it's a different aspect as MMA. So I liked it, but it was just out of my comfort zone. It's funny when I 
when I was watching the the Conor McGregor and, and Floyd Mayweather fight, I was like, man, just just kick him, just kick him. Was there <laughs> was there a point in the fight where you're like, man, I just want to I just want to throw a head kick. Not even not necessarily head kicks. It's just <laughs> certain moves that 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 he does. Like they go so low, like to your knees, and like it's such a reaction. Like if you if your head past your your waist, I'm gonna knee you, or or some, or if you get too close, I'm gonna clinch you and try to take you down. So like it was some point like when we were fighting, and every time you get close, I clinch him, and like in my head, I'm gonna clinch. <laughs> so and I heard them talk. I watched the fight over, and I heard them talking. So he's clinching a lot, but. As the fight go on, I, it was to my advantage because I know he's probably good inside the inside. So I'll just get my little couple pieces off and then clinch him and back away and then use my stand up. So it was good. It's just a different type of cardio. Like, you know how you have wrestler cardio and you have jujitsu cardio. It's just it's a different type of cardio. But I felt good. I just, it's not my cup of tea. I'll fight again, but it's just like not my cup of tea. It was a good tune up, though, because you look, you look really sharp and a big win. Um rebounding from your loss a year ago on the contender series so describe the emotion of getting your hand raised after such a long period of time in in the sport of mma it was just a big relief um i mean i came a lot of ups and downs through that past year that i've went through a lot of injuries that i went to like i got injured and then i felt better and then the next week i got injured again so i had a long delay Mm-hmm. And so I just started focusing a lot on like strength and conditioning and strengthening my legs and strengthening everything else. Like for this whole training camp, usually uh, my stand-up coach, Master Caesar, I'm always with him. Like we just work on strategic hand, hands, hand stuff. And this whole camp, I didn't, I probably did like one pad session with him. And everything else was wrestling, wrestling defense, jiu-jitsu and conditioning. And they're okay with it. It was, and, but I wanted to do it for myself just to get more, com- like, be more comfortable with myself and be more comfortable with my head because I had like a knee injury and it affected me a lot. So I just wanted to focus on that, make sure my knees are good, make sure my back is good, make sure my hands are good, and core. And it helped out a lot. Was it nice getting a, a win over a UFC veteran? Is it? Does it feel nicer knowing like, okay, I can beat a guy who fought in the UFC? Of course, it feels nice. I mean. I, he was one of he's uh, I guess uh, the runner-up for the uh, the tough Brazil. Um, it was it was a good it was a good win. Um, I, I had all heightened sense on this fight. Like I was nervous because he was a high caliber, and I know he's very famous in Brazil. Um, and I already know coming into this fight, I was an underdog, so it it had it was less pre- pressure on me, but it was still more pressure because I needed to get back into that green column. So. It just put me in overdrive. I was looking at your your record and, and where you fought, and the one thing that stands out to me is your entire career was in Florida, with the exception of your only loss. Is the secret fighting in Florida? <laughs> I guess so. I'm not sure if I um, I'll have to fight outside of the state again and see if it's 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 just a Florida thing. But no, going to big organizations, they're going to be traveling a lot, so. I I don't mind fighting outside of state. I think it's just more mental for me. I think if it wasn't for like my men, like sometimes I defeat myself mentally before I even get into the cage. So that was like the main thing I had to work on for myself. And I think if it wasn't for my head, I would have been undefeated still right now. I want to talk. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Daniel Rodriguez. I mean, looking back now, knowing what he's doing in the UFC you know, that loss doesn't look that bad. You know, it was a decision loss, and Daniel Rodriguez has been steamrolling guys. Is it a little bittersweet seeing him having that success? Um, 
I mean, I'm I'm not mad at him. I mean, it's a it's a gentleman sport. He did what he had to do to win. Um, he's and I, I I've watched him a couple of times too after he went into the UFC. But I just know for myself physically, like if I was, I mean, you're not always going to be injured free in a fight. But the the injuries that I had going into that fight, if I was a little bit more healthier with that, I think I could have won that. Did you have the opportunity to speak to the UFC brass when you competed on the contender series, like Dana White? Uh no, he was all like he was all over the place. Like he, he doesn't like to keep still. He'll say either say hi, what's up, and then he's going on to something else. I want to talk about uh, you being from the Bahamas. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're super proud being one of the few Bahama Bahamian. Is it Bahamian? I don't know. Bahamian. <laughs> Bohemian uh, MMA fighters. How does it feel to to represent and be able to wear that flag uh, when you walk out? I mean, it's a good. It's it's really good. I mean, a lot of. I think I think it was just one fighter in the UFC that was a Bohemian, and besides myself, and I know even though we ha it's a lot of different islands in the Bahamas, like we still try to make sure we get known if it's in boxing or if it's something else. So it's proud. It's it's good to put our name, try to put our name on the map because, you know, you have a lot of Jamaicans, a lot of Haitians that's already in the UFC. So, like, to add another island culture inside of the USC or Bellator or whatever big organization, it's good. And as long as we're on the map and just knowing that we're representing and we're doing good things. Because oh. certain places over there, it's, it's really tough, uh, really, really tough. How much would it mean to you to be able to bring uh, an event uh, or even maybe not headline, but appear on an event for the UFC or Bellator in the Caribbean? That would be a, a dream come true. <laughs> and I'm sure that place will be stacked. I'm positive. Like, that's one thing about the Islanders. Like, they, they rally up with their people. So uh, that would be, be awesome. If I'm not mistaken, you weren't, uh, into MMA necessarily when you were in the Bahamas. You were into baseball uh, and other sports. What was it that drew you to the sport of MMA? Um, like you said, um, I was into baseball. So um, I had a tryout. Um, I was trying to get a tryout for the minor leagues, uh, Boston Red Sox. And they were down here and I had like a pitching, uh, I guess a pitching thing to show them. And I tore my rotator's cup and I got injured. So they didn't choose me. I was depressed. But uh, rehabbing, I went to a low gym called Club KO in Prima Pines. Um, so I started rehabbing over there. And I just saw, like, two little kids just doing a little jiu-jitsu. I didn't know what jiu-jitsu was at the time, but now it's jiu-jitsu. And it just it caught my attention. So me being hard as hardhead as I am, I was like, oh, I'll try it out. And these little kids were probably like 12 and 13. And I was like, hey, can I try with y'all? And I went rolling with them. And I kid you not, in less than 30 seconds, I got hit with an arm bar. And that got me like, hold up, this, this is a little kid. I'm way stronger than him. So I went again, try to use strength. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use strength now. And got worse because they had so many techniques. And then I got tapped out again. So I went home and I sulked for a little bit. And that grasped my attention because like if, if there's something that I can't do good in, I'm going to go back and try to do it. Cause I want to, I want to be good. If it's golf, I want to be good at golf. If it's bowling. I want to be good at bowling. So it, it, it draw my attention to go back. And since I went back, I talked to the, the coach over there. And ever since he started training me, I just got addicted and I just couldn't stop from there. 
So you're now at MMA Masters, which is, in my opinion, the most underrated gym in Florida. Uh, you've got guys like uh, Danny Chavez who trains there, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I guess, I guess more notably, Colby Covington. What's it like training at MMA Masters, and what have they done for your career? Um, they made a big leap for my uh, my career. Um, before I went to MMA Masters, I mean, I was still was at Club KO. I mean, there was not any like known coaches there to help me get to the next level. So when I was at that gym, I thought I was just the top stuff because I was still kickboxer, undefeated in kickboxing. I just won a belt for um, like three time uh, P- uh, um, KGB kickboxing. And I think one of my teammates, his name was Michael Lilly. Um, uh, I was supposed to fight for fight time promotions for the 170 belt for their amateur. And I've saw I um I noticed Lily fought a couple of times and for that show, but he was so huge. I was like, there's no way he could make 170. Like they have to be lying. And they called our gym saying I have to fight him for the belt. And ever since then they told me that I declined it. And then the next week I hit him up. I was like, hey, can I train at your gym? <laughs> <laughs> so he was just like, oh come, they're they're very welcoming, but knowing that I went to that gym, I saw how much I had to learn how a real training gym is because I got whoops day in and day out. And I thought like, what have I learned since I, before coming here and the coaches, they're very strict, but they push you to your limit. It's just, do you want to quit leave? If not, you just got to go through this. So it helped me a lot and it, it grew me into the person I am now. Like I wouldn't change it. I've probably other gyms try to make me go to their gym or try to look at, look at it or test it out. But I, I don't stir. I love that gym. I think that's, that's the key. I mean, you hear it so many times. I mean, a lot of people like the big gym feel, a lot of people like the smaller gyms, but the key is just finding one that fits you and mm-hmm. uh, seems to be the, the key to success for so many guys. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Colby. I mean, he most recently went there. What's it like working with him? I mean, in my opinion, he's the best welterweight in the world. I thought he was beating Kamaru Usman up until he uh, his jaw got broke. Mm-hmm. So what's it like when a guy like that comes into your gym? Is it humbling knowing like, okay, this guy is really good, but at the same time, he's the best in the world. So if I can even last a minute or two with him, it's I'm good. Like, So what was it like when he walked in the gym? Um. I mean, at first, I just, I was a little standoffish. I mean, like, as a fighter, like, he's a very, very, very great fighter. And yeah. it's just some of the antics I just didn't like when um when he does interviews and stuff. So for me personally, like, I was a little standoffish. But, like, at the gym, he's a totally different person. He's, like, he was really, he's mad humble, mad humble. Um, He talks to everybody. It's not like, you know, some people, they think they're the, they're the big shot and, They'll just say hi or whatever and just do what they have to do. But like he talks to everybody. He he's a he's a gym freak. He loves one season the gym. He he trains and trains and trains and trains. But I talked to him a couple of times. I haven't really had like a training session with him, kind of sort of, because when he came in, I still had a fight coming up, so I had to focus on what I had to do too as well too. But he still he still talks to me. Um, he talked to me before this fight as well too, talking about um the mental things just make sure like if you're going to this fight it's like giving in your all um he's he's really cool um it's nothing bad i could say about him besides just like the stick my hat at first but it changed it changed when he came to the gym it's just i like it 
looking ahead, uh, I mean, obviously you just fought. What sort of timeline are you looking at for a return? I see there's uh, there's something there on the uh, on the hand, but uh, what's the timeline for a return? Uh, worst case scenario, probably like in November. Um, I'll try to have another fight. Like that didn't fight. Um, I don't know how how bad it is. I can still move it, but it's really swollen. So after I get this checked out and everything is all good, I'll try to go for December. What's the ultimate goal? I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, bringing an event to Bahamas, whether it was for Bellator or UFC, but what is the dream? You had the chance on the Contender Series. Is that still the road you want to take? Maybe a UFC? What is the goal? I mean, the goal is still in, to make it into the UFC. Um, if they have to fight to get back in the Contender Series, I'll talk to my manager and my coaches and see if they can work that for me. I don't know if they need me to have one more fight, but that's my goal, to get into the UFC and just make a name for myself. One of the things uh, I really like about <laughs> one of the things I, I noticed right away was how tall you are. I was like, how does this guy make 170? So why 170 is 185. Like, why not go 185? You're, you're massive. <laughs> what are you, six foot five? Uh, six, four. Six, six four. four. Give or take. Um, I don't mind fighting at 185. My coaches talked to me about it too. I fought at 185 before. Um, I just got a do a lot of strength and conditioning to get to a certain weight and hit like that 200 mark because my weight now I, I could make 170 easy so and I felt comfortable at it so I've never had a problem like cutting weight and I could still eat as much as I want so I just felt comfortable at 170 so I didn't want to change. Do you feel like uh, that length and size makes a huge difference there at 170? Um, it's good and it's bad. Um, got to know who you are like, with your height because, like you said, you have wrestlers. Like, they love tall people. It's easy for them. Yeah. And, but overall, I think height is, like, a good advantage for me because, I mean, I'm not – I'm a weird one, uh, tall person. I could – I'm very fast for my height, and I can move very good for my height. And I got really good takedown defense. My jiu-jitsu is pretty good. I just haven't used it yet in the fight. But I think overall, I think it's it's really good for, for that weight class. It's, it's, it's All right, I'll ask you a couple more questions, and then I'll uh, and then I'll let you go. One of the one of the things that really um, where I built my platform was making predictions for upcoming fights. So I don't know how in tune you are for the UFC and if you watch all the fights, but there's a big flyweight fight coming up with Davison Figueroa, who looks unbelievable against Alex Perez. Who do you think wins that fight? I still think Figueroa is going to win that. I mean, um, other buddy, I forgot his name. He's, 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 a, I, I watched him fight. He's a top dog and he's climbing up in the ranks, but I think Figueroa, he's like, he found, he found himself like he, he's, he's honed in and I don't think he want to give that belt up anytime soon. So I'm going to watch it, but I, I think he's still going to walk away with that fight. And then last question. I've gotten people's opinions from all over the world on who they think the greatest of all time is. Khabib just retired. He's got to be in the conversation. There's Henry Cejudo, George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva, who just fought as well. From your perspective, who do you think is the greatest fighter of all time? Greatest fighter of all time. I mean, from when I first started watching up to now, me personally, I still think it's George St. Pierre. 
I, he's just unbelievable. I think the the the, the strides he's made inside the UFC and the the impact he's done in the UFC. I think he's one of the best fighters for me. As a Canadian, I agree 100%. <laughs> all, right. all right, perfect. For people who haven't seen you fight before, what is uh, how would you describe your fight style? Um, I think my fighting style, it's more of like a boxing slash karate type. That's that's my style. I like I liked my, my wide stance, um, quick punches, like in and out quick punches. So more or less like... Um, uh, Wonderboy, in in a sense, like I I like his style. And like when I saw him fight, I was like, oh, that's kind of like me. So I like uh, it's more of like a karate karate boxing style. All right, perfect, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I was really impressed this past weekend. I thought you looked great on the Contender Series as well, especially now seeing the success Daniel Rodriguez is having. It just shows how great you are, and uh, we can expect great things from you in the future. So all the best, man. Stay safe over there in Florida, and. Uh, Wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. There you have it. Uh, episode 106 with Rico Farrington. I've been a fan of his for a while. We can expect great things from him. If you uh, if you haven't yet, donate to uh, my Movember cause. The link is in the description below. Um, if I have to wear this all month, the least you can do is like, comment, and subscribe. I'll see you guys later.